Hi everyone, welcome back. It's me, it's Melissa White. I hope that everyone is well. Today is just me, it's a solo episode. I wanted to chat with you a little bit about the difference between mediumship, psychic, intuitive. Um, There's all these different types of labels and names that we give to what we do, and also differences in the types of readings that you would, you know, be be looking at. And so lots of times I find that um, most people are not necessarily sure what the difference is. So I thought I would create this time and space just to chat with you a little bit about it and hopefully answer some of your questions if you've if you've had some. So starting with psychic and and mediumship. So mediumship is when you are, as the medium, you're connecting to someone else's loved ones in the spirit world. So the intention is that you would be identifying the spirit communicator, bringing through evidence, details that would describe the spirit that you are aware of, that you're connecting with. And so the intention there is to bring through as much detail as possible so that the sitter, who is the person who's receiving the reading, is certain of who that is, you know, that it's their person coming through. And also then you can open that up, once the sitter is sure that you've got their person, then something happens. It's almost like there is this opening, there's this ability to then go deeper and to, you know, get into um, the communication that the spirit communicator would want to express. Sometimes it's things that have been left unsaid, And other times, it's not that there's anything left unsaid. It's just that this is a very, very healing and beautifully validating experience to be able to have a little visit with people in the spirit world that, you know, that means so much to you. So with mediumship, that is the idea. That is the intention. When we talk about psychic, that's very much about life. So that's going to be about you as the sitter. Um, The reader is going to be focusing on your past, your present, what's going on now, and also some potential for the future. And so oftentimes what comes up is about career, relationships, well-being and health, and these potential things for the future, things that you might have to look forward to, um, that kind of thing. So that's more on the psychic level. Sometimes I think people think that psychic is literally just future and predictions. And I think maybe in the past, that's what it, it was about for a long time. But the psychic world is very much, in my opinion, shifting and changing. So we're now starting to look at you know, really empowering people. And I think in the past, there was a lot of fear-based stuff coming through. Um, A lot of doom and gloom, a lot of warnings, a lot of you must do this, or this this is going to happen to you 100% 
it's set in stone. And from my experience and in my opinion, that's not really the case. I think that a lot of the time, some of the things that come through are very much to do with your own free will choices. So any any psychic who claims to tell you that this is 100% going to happen to you, I don't know. I would take that with a grain of salt because I think that we we do have a choice um, with a lot of things. Now, maybe not everything. I would uh, I would say that definitely there are certain things that are likely fated going to happen. Um, in my opinion, those are usually some of the bigger things in life. Um, things that you know that are are sort of predetermined. But for the most part, there is a lot of choice and our free will, our energy um, does play into that. So from my perspective, when I'm offering someone a psychic insight reading, I'm looking at potential for the for the future. um, And I'm really looking to empower. So even if there's some information that comes through that is something that you need to be aware of or something that you need to be mindful of may not even be that it's the most, you know, the best, the best news coming through. I'll always be prompted and, and feel very strongly that it's important to give you some kind of insight and solution or remedy a way that you can look at the situation in a new way from a new perspective and ways that you can kind of manage and really push through the challenges that might be presented. So I think that's the difference. Now, everyone is different. Of course, every reader is different, but that's from my perspective. Oftentimes, people think that they're coming for one kind of reading, but actually what I find is most people can benefit from information about both. The only time I would say it's just strictly mediumship is if somebody is is really looking to connect with um, someone and there's, you know, this is the first time they've ever connected with that spirit and there's a lot of healing to be done, you know, or they have a lot of people in spirit and it's just literally this reading I could feel is very much about spirit. Um, and same with the psychic, you know, there's lots of people that will say, okay, they just want a psychic reading and they have some things with life that they're looking for clarity uh, about. But it's interesting, you know, for the most part, spirit will still be there and very much be willing to come through. So I think it just, it depends on what's needed at the time. And I think just being open, you know, to, to whatever unfolds is important, but that is the difference. You know, that is the difference. And there are lots of people, there's quite a bit of debate about this at times. There's people who, I don't know, it's almost like this hierarchy. They they make it seem like if you're a medium, you're somehow better than if you're just psychic. And I think that's really unfair. And I, I don't think it's true. I don't think one is better than the other. And I don't think that one is superior. Um, they're just different ways of tapping into really the same kind of thing. So to me, it, it's not its not that one is better than the other. Um, I do think that psychic readings can be super, super helpful and very transformational for people. Sometimes 
you know, you're just looking for some kind of reassurance or some kind of inspiration. And maybe it's not even that you even know what you're missing or or what you need, but you just feel that you need something. I find that if you're open in a psychic reading, there's plenty, plenty of amazing details that can come through. And I find, you know, with the predictions, um, sometimes, you know, I will be a little bit careful with that because I, I really do want people to be thinking for themselves, making their own choices. I don't want anyone to be feeling like they need to run to get a reading or run to a psychic every time they have something that comes up, something that's challenging or some kind of, you know, difficulty in life. Because in my opinion, I'm there to give guidance. I'm there to give insight and to really, I think, see you on a soul level, to have you feel that you are seen and that you are understood and that there's a sense of, um, almost like this energy that's that's really exchanged there where you're given almost this this healing you know that's what it that's what it comes down to but you never want anyone to be dependent upon psychic information that's not the point we need to be making our own choices but sure why not look at all of the different possibilities look at the energy around different situations so that you can make your choices from a place of empowerment. You know, I think that's that's the way to look at it. So anyways, um, yeah, I, I do find that. I also find that um, it is true. Some people can be very intuitive, but not necessarily um, have developed their mediumistic qualities. But that doesn't mean that it's not possible. I really do think that it is possible for everybody to to strengthen their intuition. That's a, a natural faculty. And I also think that mediumship is a very natural faculty. I, I think that we all have the potential to really develop that. It's just that maybe in this lifetime, some people that's more on par with their purpose, you know? So obviously for this lifetime, for me, the development of the the mediumship and the intuition and the psychic faculties, that's part of the program. That's part of the purpose. That's part of, you know, what, what I've come here to do or how I'm choosing to express what's in my soul in this lifetime. But that doesn't mean that that's the case for everybody, you know? So just the same as how we, most of us can, we're physically able to walk and physically able to maybe jog or run, but not everybody is going to develop that skill to the point where they are doing like uh, marathons and races and they're going to the Olympics, you know, but it doesn't mean that um, there's not some degree of ability within each person. So a lot of the skill, you know, really comes from practice and development and putting yourself under pressure. Oh, somebody just dropped something at my door. I think it's Amazon. Anyway, um, putting yourself under pressure, putting yourself under duress. And, and that's when you kind of will develop those skills real quick. 
So I I think that's important to to state. It's not like some people are the chosen ones and that's it. The rest, you know, everyone else is like the muggles and, you know, we're just the magical ones. I I think that that magic is available literally to all of us. And I I do think also that um it's important to recognize too that there's really at the end of the day the intention if the intention is there that you're wanting to use mediumship or you're wanting to use like a psychic ability to help wow we're just really really getting those interruptions today <laughs> sorry about that um it's real life though you always get real life with me which i mean i don't know if that's a good thing or not but it is it is what it is but um if your intention is to be of service to help to guide um i i'm of the opinion like who really cares you know how you how you do it or where it comes from um just that it's accurate and that it's helpful i think that's that's the real important part of it so there's these different names there's these different labels that we put on things um certainly some people don't feel comfortable calling themselves psychic i've gone back and forth about it because i really don't necessarily love calling myself a psychic medium. I know now it's kind of more trendy. People are saying spiritual medium or different stuff like that. I I say psychic medium because that's what people tend to recognize. It's what they tend to know. They know if I say that, they pretty much know what that is. So I guess that's why I use that. But if I was really to, to find a, a label or a name of what I would call myself, um, I don't know. I think a healer, um, a soul, I mean, I would say soul therapist, but I don't really ever want to claim that I, you know, that, that I'm a therapist because I'm not trained, you know, like in that, in a, like a certification way or like in a degree type way. Um, but that's really kind of what it is, you know, a therapist of the soul. And that's how I tend to kind of approach approach what I do. So it's interesting. Um, but so for those of you that are curious, if you're wanting to mostly focus on connecting with your loved ones in spirit, you would want to choose, well, at least if you're coming to me, you would want to choose a spirit and soul reading. And what that does is it gives you the opportunity to focus on your loved ones in spirit, but also looking at the soul, your soul's promise, anything that would be helpful, guidance for your life, um, and that kind of thing. There's a bit of psychic and intuitive information that would come through with that as well. If you're just strictly interested in life and you have some, uh, you know, some need for clarity or some need for some guidance, a psychic insight reading would be what you would choose. Now, there's also Akashic records and past life readings. I do offer those as well. Those, I mean, I think those are phenomenal. I absolutely love offering those readings. Now, it's not the same as a regression. That's a very different thing. And there's lots of people who are trained in that and who um, who offer that. But my, my way of doing things is that I just read. I, I tap into the memory of your soul. Who have you been in previous lifetimes? And I look not just at, you know, where and when and, you know, what, what the story is all about in those previous lifetimes, but I also want to look at what 
can you take from these previous experiences? And what what can you take from that and, and bring into this current lifetime to use to your benefit? How can you heal from your past lives? Um, what are the strengths? You know, what are the strengths that you bring forward? What are the abilities that you bring forward? And also, what are the things that you bring forward that are actually potentially holding you back? What are some areas that you really need to look at that are a repeating pattern when it comes to your soul's journey? So to me, that's what's most important there. Um, so I, that's, that's how I look at it. And I would say most of the time I would rather read for somebody their past lifetimes if they've already come to me for a reading. The reason being is because past lives is very, it's very open and there's not a ton of evidence that I could really give you. So when we're talking about ancient, ancient lifetimes, it's not as though you could like Google and find that life, you know, find the name, the name or the, um, you know, the, um, who you were, you know, look it up necessarily. So it's more on a level, there has to be some level of trust because literally, I mean, I, I hesitated to even offer past life readings for the longest time because in my mind I thought, okay, great. Like, you could go to a past life reading and the person could literally tell you anything, you know, like it's, there's not, there's not a lot of way to check any of that information. However, I do think that when you receive it, you'll feel something, you'll resonate, it'll make sense to you. And that's why I do focus on tying it back to how it relates to this life and all of that stuff. And who's in your soul group, who's in your soul family, what people from this life um, do, you know, have been in your previous lifetimes and what roles have they played and, and what's the relationship dynamic like now, as opposed to what it was before and all of those things. So, um, I just like it. I feel more comfortable if somebody's already had a reading with me, that way they know this is legit. <laughs> There's a level of trust. They, they know that, I'm, I'm tuning into something legitimate. So that's, that's just my, you know, two cents with that. But I think that the past life readings are pretty, pretty amazing. Some of the things that come through are pretty wild and just make sense. Like they just make sense. And so it can be a really healing experience to do that as well. So I do enjoy doing those. Um, if you want to go through something more intensive, then certainly look up past life regression. Um, what is it called? I think it's quantum healing hypnosis technique, QHHT. Um, that is also a really, that's more intensive and you actually kind of experience, it's like you go through those lifetimes, um, with your practitioner and they guide you through it and there's hypnosis involved and all of that. So that's a totally, totally different, um, approach, but certainly both very healing. So it just depends what you're looking for and what you feel comfortable with. The other thing that just comes to mind, I feel like my guides are prompting me to talk about it, is um, this idea that mediums are gifted or that there's this is a gift, a gift, a gift. I hesitate to call it that. I, I believe, yes, it is a beautiful blessing. And so I understand why people call it a gift. But I also think it's an ability, you know, and just like anything else, yes, maybe it's, it is God-given. You know, this is a part of 
I don't know. I feel like some of us who are mediums, it's almost like part of our DNA. It's part of how we're, we're made up. You know, we just have the, the right chemistry, the right sensitivity, the right balance of certain aspects that kind of make us more sensitive and make us more, um, adept, you know, at being able to, to do this work. But, um, it, it is an ability that is developed. It is a develop ability that you have to work like a muscle. It's like training. And so, um, you may have that, um, ability. You may have that, um, affinity towards that, you know, uh, that is there. That's like a natural type thing, but you have to do something with it. So I guess, you know, I, I was, I can't remember where I was, but I remember having this conversation with somebody about what I do and this gentleman. And he was just like, well, what do you mean? Go to school, go to training, you know, like, uh, either you have it or you don't, you know, and I think that's something that is a misconception that a lot of people have. They think that also, okay, if spirit's there, like if you're a medium and you're connecting with spirit, if that spirit is right there with you, then you should be able to do like a question and answer, almost like interview them, you know, like, um, what is the secret password? Um, ask them, ask them what the wedding song, you know, what was our wedding song, you know, all these things. And I just, I, I wish that I could explain, and I haven't yet found a way to really explain it well, but it doesn't exactly work that way. I think that if you've got a super, super strong link with the spirit person, if you're working with a sitter who is very, very open and not testing you and not like um, giving you any kind of uh, degree of difficulty or, um, you know, sort of skepticism, then perhaps, yes, you can get to that place where, you know, you could do a little Q&A with the spirit. But really what happens with those questions, especially those questions that you already know the answer to, I would say, why, why are you asking a question if you know the answer? And it is because you're trying to verify. And I understand you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to prove something, um, you know, prove that it is them and, and all that stuff. But I think if you've already been given a bunch of information, if you've already been given this, this link and this connection with the spirit, that questioning does two things. It kind of, it kind of pushes the medium into their logical mind, right into their logical mind, because you want to get it right. And there's quite a bit of pressure when that happens, because in my mind, when it happens, I'm thinking, oh God, like, what What if I don't get this? What if it doesn't come through? What if I don't get it correct? Then I'll be afraid that that recipient is going to be disappointed and think that, all of this other information that came through was invalid, you know, or that, oh, that's not my loved one after all. And, you know, you've just worked hard. You've just, you've just given all of this, given all this information and then it can be taken away so quickly. And, you know, it's a hard thing to under, to understand when you don't do this work. You know, I think I get it. I get it that it's not, it's not necessarily something that everyone is aware of. But I just like to put it out there that, you know, just keep in mind, I've noticed with my my readings, if somebody 
wanted to know. Like, for instance, this happened in a in a group recently where um, the image that I was getting was about um, the wife here in the physical world and the husband in the spirit world. And it was, I was seeing them, you know, doing, they're going to do this like anniversary dance, you know, they'll do this dance together when they reunite one day in spirit. And then the question was, well, what's the song? What's the song? And I, I, a few came to mind, but they, they weren't correct. It wasn't the one that the wife was looking for. And I felt so bad. You know, I felt like, oh, like deflated, defeated. Like, oh, I don't, you know, I never want to, I never want to get it wrong. And I never want to disappoint anyone. But the more I started thinking about it, I was like, well, of course it brings you into that logical mind, you know, and that's, that's not helpful, you know? So had I just been left to my own devices and been able to sit with that more and kind of naturally, you know, express what was coming through from the communicator. I have a feeling I might have gotten it. I may have just naturally received that information and ha- and it would have been accurate. Maybe not, you know, of course, maybe not. But I just think the odds would have been better had I not been um, put to the test in that in that moment. And it's certainly not, you know, I certainly don't hold it against the the, the wife. I, I think she just was looking for that validation, you know, so I, I understand, certainly. But I just think from a mediumship perspective, uh, when you're in that moment, it's so much easier to just go with the flow and then get to that information, you know, on your own, um, without feeling like you're being tested. That's just, that's just been my experience. Um, so it is, it is something to keep in mind. I mean, sometimes people will also want you to say, okay, yes, you know, you've given this, you know, I don't know, this, this reading with, you know, 15 pieces of evidence and information. And then they want you to say, well, what, what did they call me? What was the nickname that they called me? And it's just one of those things. It's the same situation. It's like you get, you get into that logical mind. And I think depending on the day, you know, if you're like, if you're totally well rested, if you're not like, um, stressed, if you're feeling pretty like, feisty, then yeah, maybe you just like don't care. You're not, you're not phased and you just kind of like go for it anyway. And you don't go into your logical mind. But I think people need to recognize too, mediums are still humans. You know, we're still, we still have to live. We still have like bills to pay, places to go, errands to run. We get sick. We get, you know, we have our own emotional days, things happen. And so we cannot, you know, we cannot always be able to fully, um, overcome all of these little, um, challenges. You know, sometimes some days are harder than others to just not go into the logical mind. And I'm just being super honest and, and open with you guys. I always am. So, um, you know, I understand some people might judge that or might be kind of critical of it, but it is just my truth. And so, you know, I'd say that just is what it is. It's, it's some days are like that. But you always, you know, you always have to do the best that you can. And I think that um, that's my commitment to, to do the best that I can for the people in spirit and really communicate what they want to communicate. And then also try my best to just bring the healing that I can for the person that I'm reading for in that moment, given what I'm given. So the circumstance, the environment, um, the energy of the sitter, 
um, all of those things, just taking all of that into account. So um, that was a major tangent. But anyways, hopefully that makes sense. And hopefully you guys you know, are getting something from that. Um, the other thing that is offered, so there's two different things. There's group readings, which sometimes people in the States, and um, those of you that are in the US, they kind of call them like gallery readings. And so basically what I do for my group readings is I go now, I mean, it may change depending on how things progress and continue to progress with COVID, but um, go to my client's home and they get together, you know, a group of people, sometimes like Six people, eight people, 10 people, 12 people, about that many, family and friends, and we sit together. I do a little introduction. I explain the process and explain, you know, the um, the intention of, you know, really just bringing spirit through and how it works for me and, and what I need from them, you know, how I need them to approach the readings. And then I just make myself open and receptive. And I bring through the very first spirit that I am aware of. I describe them. People can let me know if they know who that is. And then we go from there. And I just keep bringing through spirit person after spirit person. Usually everybody gets a a connection with spirit, but that can never be guaranteed. And that cannot be guaranteed by any medium, honestly. Um, Because you just, you just, cannot force that. So um, anyway, so if if not everyone does, there's always a purpose, there's always a reason for that. I'll always try to give the person who might not have got the spirit link um, a little bit more of an intuitive message, maybe pull a f- few cards for them, talk to them about maybe some of their messages from their guides and angels and things like that. Um, but it's about an hour and a half or so, sometimes a little bit shorter, depending if it's not that many people, or if it's more people, sometimes might take a bit longer. But that's the idea, you know, so to kind of like bring through your loved ones in spirit in the group setting. And then a demonstration is different. So this is a public space. So usually at someone's like uh, retreat center, or at their studio space, or wherever. And, um, I go, same thing. I do a little, usually I do a little introduction, explain the process. And then I usually play a piece of music to kind of inspire, uplift, to kind of get everybody in that energy. And then the same thing goes, I, I'm, I become aware of the first, you know, first spirit and I put it out there. Now in a demonstration, this is more people. So this is like 30 people, 40 people. 50 people, 100 people, you know, it's a lot of people. The intention in those is never to read every single person in the room. That's literally impossible. Um, Usually they're about an hour and a half, two hours long. You would read as many as you can. Um, And basically you're, you're, they call it a demonstration because you're literally showing um, how mediumship works. You know, you're doing this in a public setting, in a public forum. And so the idea is that even if you don't get a, a link with spirit, like a little reading, you're experiencing what mediumship is all about. And you're seeing different people get different messages, different communicators, different, you know, different ways of working with spirit. And it can be really, really exciting to see other people experience their readings and just how different they are, you know, based on 
based on the person and based on spirit. And so oftentimes those are my most favorite ways to work. I absolutely love demonstrating something about the group energy. You gather all these people together and every time I look out into the audience, they might think, oh, there's lots of people. It's full. It's full of spirit people too. So there's something pretty magical about that. I do, I have been going to Wisteria Acres in Langley, uh, Fort Langley actually, um, over the last while. And that has been pretty amazing beautiful place, beautiful energy. And, um, I've been enjoying those demonstrations there. So if you're local and you you get a chance, look out for some dates because they do sell out pretty quickly, but I know that we're going to be posting one for the end of October pretty soon. I think it's going to be October 29th, but I don't think the tickets are out yet. So anyway, just something to keep in the back of your mind. But, um, those are the types of readings. The other thing that I think Um, people get confused about are angel readings. Now, lots of times people will book them with me, and I think they think that it's mediumship. Like, they think that spirit and angels are the same thing. And I know it's confusing because sometimes we do talk about our loved ones in spirit and how they're like our guardian angel. But actually, if you want to get technical, spirit is your loved ones that, you know, have lived physical lifetimes and they're passed away and they're in the spirit world. Angels are either your guardian angels, archangels, whatever you're um, wanting to connect with. Those are beings of light, pure love, pure light. For the most part, there's some exceptions, but for the most part, they haven't lived physical lifetimes. So they're not like your grandma, you know, or your mom or your uncle, you know, they are different and they come, they come into your life in subtly different ways than say a spirit person would. Now with an angel reading, I'd be looking at, it's almost like a bit of a psychic reading because I would be looking at your life and probably pulling some angel cards or even some oracle cards and using those kinds of tools. Um, with the angels, I would want to talk about, okay, who are the guardian angels that I, that I see with you and feel with you? What are they working on, you know, with you? And then, um, What are some ways that you can actually kind of connect with them or to know that they're around you? So this is like maybe some signs that they might bring you, how they appear to me, so or which colors they kind of use to to really work with you. And same with like a guides and guardians type reading. It's that's not a reading to connect with your loved ones in spirit. The guides and guardians is more like who are these spirit guides? Now, spirit guides are usually, like I say, there's always some exceptions to the rule, but they're usually not people that you've known. They're not your family. The reason being your family, the people that love you, they do not want to see anything. They don't want to see you go through anything difficult. And so they would literally probably prevent everything if they could. And what purpose would that serve? We literally come to earth. Let's not waste time. We're here to actually go through some challenges because there is, there is learning to be experienced and there's things that we come here to get, to get done. And some of the best ways to 
learn or to go through some difficulties. So with the spirit guides, they have enough enough objectivity that they can take a step back. And although they they don't want to see us suffer either, but they can maybe have a little bit more clarity and they're a little bit less emotionally charged or emotionally connected than say our people. Like imagine you're a mom in the spirit world and you're looking down and you're seeing your child go through something. There's not going to be much objectivity. Like I, I just, I know this for my own self. So the spirit guides do serve that purpose in a way. Um, they're there to guide. They're there to support us. They cannot take away our challenges. They can't solve our problems for us, but they certainly can be our friends and actually um, guide us, bring us some support, bring us some reassurance, um, sometimes make th- bring helpful people to us, bring us the right book that we need to read, have us hear that song that just that lyric that just gives us that little boost that we need. I mean, there's a variety of ways in which they can help us. But that's the difference. So your guardian angels, they are like high vibrational, very, very close to God. This is like they're healers. They don't have a lot of experience with day-to-day life, earthly life. So I wouldn't say that they're the most helpful for that. I would say they're very compassionate and loving and they're the best friends you could ever ask for because they see you as perfection. You know, they, they absolutely love you uh, unconditionally. Um, with the spirit guides, they're a little bit more savvy when it comes to day-to-day human life. And I think that they have a different understanding of the human experience. So I think both are very, very necessary. And everybody has at least one of each, at least an angel, at least one spirit guide. My sense is that we probably all have tons. And I've had it before where I've told somebody, oh, and this is one of the spirit guides that I sense around you. They're like, oh, well, this other psychic told me it was this. My spirit guide is, is, you know, Joan of Arc or whatever. And it's like, (laughs) I think it's possible that we could have a variety. We could have probably tons and it just depends what you need at that time. They can come in and out. I think some stay for the long haul, but some do come in and out depending on what you need. And certain people are going to be more able to tune into certain guides, just depending on a lot of what we receive, even people in spirit, like within a mediumship reading, a lot of what the medium is perceiving is based on what they know. It's based on their frame of reference. So, you know, I I think that different, that's why different people will pick up on different spirits and different guides and different angels. Um, So just to be aware of that. Also, I think that we can really connect with these master teachers, ascended masters, Jesus, um, Buddha, all of those. Um, we connect to their stream of consciousness. We, you know, it's it's available to the collective. But I would say it's it's probably unlikely that Buddha is your personal guide. I'm just saying. Um, so I think it's just something to keep in the back of your mind. Um, and then, you know, people sometimes get very strange about guides, like very possessive and kind of like, my guide's better than your guide, you know, or my guide is holier. My guide is more famous. I don't know. I've just, I've seen all kinds of things, not, not only with, um, 
Well, I'll just say in, uh, over the years, just I've, I've seen it happen and I just kind of don't understand it. Um, but the important thing to remember is literally at the end of the day, your reading is your reading and it should be based on what you need. And I'll say this. Sometimes we don't even know necessarily what we need the most. That's why you come for our reading is because you're looking for someone to show you some things that maybe you're not seeing or to be able to see some things about you that maybe you haven't looked at, a different perspective. So when somebody says no to me or somebody doesn't get something or they're not sure, or they're kind of um, dismissive of something that I offer them. I'm not saying that I love it, but I don't mind it so much, actually, because it says to me that I'm doing my job. If I was just to give you every single thing you wanted to hear and that matched what you believe and and what your ideas are, then that's really not authentic and that's really not going to be helpful. So I don't mind if somebody's like puzzled a little bit sometimes, you know, if they're like, hmm, you know, I, it, it doesn't bother me. I'd rather be truthful and I'd rather just give what I receive, what comes through in that moment. I've done enough readings over the years to know that there is always a reason and a purpose. I trust that now. Maybe in the beginning it was difficult to trust that, but I really do. You know, over the years, it's just been proven to me time and time again. So I hope that helps to give you a bit of clarity. I hope that, you know, gives you some insight into those different types of readings. I don't think I've missed anything. I also, I like to, I mean, I love to offer energy healing. And it's not Reiki, um, although I have taken um, Reiki 1 and 2, but I don't find that I resonate with Reiki so much. Like, I I enjoy it and I I like it, but I kind of prefer to be doing my own thing. It's kind of like, I guess the closest thing you could describe it to uh, or to compare it to would be trance healing you know so I'll sit in a state of entrancement so that's really just allowing myself to go into a deeper meditation allowing my guides your guides to come and be closer and closer and to kind of work through me so there's healing guides doctor guides um it's for mental spiritual physical um, healing, you know, so whatever's needed. And you might be sitting in a chair and I would just put my hands on your shoulders, or you might be laying on the massage table and I would, um, you know, touch your hand or touch your arm or hover my hands over certain parts of the body. But really, it's very, very calm. It's very, very subtle. It's not, um, it's not a big production. It's it's very still, but those can be super super powerful. So I'm thinking of starting to offer those again because it's been a while because of COVID. Um, I'm not doing readings within my home in person any longer. COVID was a big reason, but also now um, my business license has changed. It's different and my insurance has changed and it's different because I'm in a different, um, like I'm in a townhouse now and it's just different rules. So that doesn't, doesn't work, but I'm thinking of um, actually adding it to my services to head out and maybe um, 
come to see clients every once in a while and do some in-person healings and readings. So if you're into that, if you're interested, definitely send me a message, melissawhitemedium at gmail.com, and we could chat about it and maybe set something up because I really do miss doing those. I find those are super... They're, I mean, they're empowering, they're relaxing, and it's like for the person receiving, you're going through an experience, you're going through a major journey, you know, meditative journey. It's super relaxing. I also have this mat. It's called, I think it's called the Biomat, or I can't remember the name brand of it, but literally it is infused with gemstones. Um, I think it's Jade and Amethyst, the one that I have. And you plug it in and it gets warm. So actually, like you lay on that mat on the massage table, it gets warm. The healing properties from the gemstones really activate all kinds of things energetically. So it adds something to it. It's pretty It's pretty cool. So that's just something that I've been thinking about reintroducing lately. Um, otherwise, at the end of the month, I'm heading to Edenvale Retreat Center in Abbotsford with some of my... My students that have been with me for a while, and we're doing a little weekend retreat. It's a very intimate, small group. But thank you to everyone who has donated prizes, the door prizes. I super, super, super appreciate it. So I'm going to be posting about those. Um, and then I am offering some classes if you are local at Wisteria Acres. Um, Tuesday mornings in October for it's a series of four classes. It's to open you up to your intuition and connect you with your spirit guides and your angels. So if you're interested in that, do let me know. You can sign up for the newsletter, be kept in the loop. You could also join the magical membership, which is pretty fun and that is growing. And we're actually doing a group reading for those ladies uh, this this weekend. So I feel like that will be something to look forward to. So I'm around, I'm doing the work, um, I'm here. Uh, just reach out if you if you have questions or something you'd like me to address on the show. I'm happy to I'm happy to receive those messages and I'll do what I can to to address that. And I did go back on Instagram reluctantly. I'm just, I don't know how to work it that well, but I know that that's where people find things. So if you're into it, I am Melissa White Medium on Instagram as well. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that everyone is having a wonderful day, night, evening, wherever you are. I saw that there was some listeners. Where was it? The last place I saw something. I know there's something about New Zealand and Australia. I can't remember the other place. There was a European place that was really... I was surprised to see that I was that I was reaching listeners there. So anyways, if you're listening from far away, not in Canada, uh, just saying hello and thanks for thanks for being here. So as always, take care, sending you love and light and lots of angels and we'll talk soon.